Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX uh, in about three days. Once again, <laughs> this man was going to just head right off the chair. Too hard there. Yeah, he went. That's why he's Mr. Electric. It's the only Sean DePaz. <laughs> uh, Jesse Friedman will be joining us shortly from Los Angeles where he will be covering uh, this very, very big series the Diamondbacks have against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I, I don't mean to overhype that because as the, at this point, the, the Dodgers aren't even in our yeah. in our in our in our eyesight. Anymore, I mean, it's, right? it's it's depending on how you're looking at the rest of this year, it's either not relevant at all or it's it's like every series is important. So they it all, is. Right? it is. But and in terms of like all the other opponents that they face, like. Most of them are either are, are like in this wild card race. So. Arguably, it's a, their toughest week because yeah. they take on the Los Angeles Dodgers, followed by a series back here at home with the Baltimore Orioles, which are a very pretty hot good, baseball game. Good. But uh, in the meantime, you can make sure to stay uh, to follow Jesse uh, for all of his adventures in Los Angeles. And in the meantime, uh, we will have him on later to preview that series. But. Uh, we want to talk about this enormous win for the Arizona Diamondbacks over the Cincinnati Reds. They did not pull off the sweep, but they got as close to mm. it as you humanly could. Uh, I don't want to talk about Saturday's game too much, but I do want to say this. Even though things went uh, completely off the rails for this team and they blew a game that they honestly should have won, I, I can't help but appreciate their ability to fight back mm. late in that when they were down. Uh, in extra innings and and tied again. I really thought that they were sunk. And of course, that amazing ball game ends on a, a Bach, <laughs> which is just awful. But <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that one. We will talk about, of course, how good the Arizona Diamondbacks pitching staff was in this one. And when I say pitching staff, of course, I mean the starters. Mm. Uh, the starting pitchers were just absolutely fantastic for this team. Merrill Kelly, seven innings pitched, one hit, no runs, no walks, 12 strikeouts, had to leave the game due to hamstring cramping. Otherwise, that might have been eight knows, innings, yeah. nine innings. Who knows? Brandon fought five and a third, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. He Pro probably could have gone longer, too. He probably could have gone longer, and that was a, a big bit of a topic for uh -huh. debate as well. Zach Davies, the guy we really worried about, five innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, take two it. walks, five Ks. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, the Diamondbacks <laughs> did. It. They did end up losing his start. Yeah, but not because uh, but of him necessarily. Not because of him. I'll Definitely. take it. That's yeah. all you can ask for from Zach Davies' start is that he is not the reason the team loses. Yeah, and then Slade, five and two thirds, three hits, one earned run, zero walks, five Ks. Definitely we, take that. Do we have a pitching staff? I think we might have a pitching do staff. We have I'm a not ready staff? to. I'm not quite ready to say that Zach Davies is like rounding out this pitching staff, but. Brother, there's outside of him, you throw any of the other four starters out. I'm feeling good about the D best chances in that game, at four, least from a pitching standpoint. Four earned runs from four starts, uh, and three walks 
in four starts. Yeah, and, th- and those are four starts that don't include. Oh yeah, and you don't include that, that, that gallon. Right. Like, yeah. like it literally is. Is if there was if if this if something's gonna go wrong in the pitching staff, it's gonna be in one of those more than likely. I mean, at least based on how Foth's been pitching, one of those last two games there, and it yeah. It didn't really, yeah. at least again from a starting pitching perspective. So they keep doing that, then the team becomes like they become a much harder team to beat because there's no there's no game in which you can you can rely on the pitching staff or at least the starting pitching staff shooting the bet at this point. And I think the other thing here is that Lavolo knows that he can go. He he doesn't want to. He probably should try to refrain from doing it, yeah. but. He can turn a Slade Chaconi or a and Jesse make sure because Tori's calling him Chaconi, right? <laughs> I don't care what Baseball Reference says. We're we're putting the ch in there. It's baseball Reference is unofficial, anyways. Yeah, they they just take a guess at it. I yeah, they they, they, refer, pieces, they but, say themselves it's unofficial. Um, but uh, let me tell you, if if they have to turn to a bullpen game, I don't think Tori's going to shy away from doing so. But yeah. hopefully, he won't need to with the numbers these guys. Are yeah, and out. I mean this again. This is all about the postseason, right? And yeah. you you yes. look at these guys. Merrill Kelly, I mean, again, he obviously had the, the cramping issue, but he probably is going further. In, I mean, he's definitely going further in that game. He, they, he went out there to pitch that last inning sure. uh, or that eighth inning, I guess. Um, so there's that. Then there's uh, you look at. Fuck, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Uh, oh, uh, they're going to like they're going to let these guys go further into games yeah. like like Fott yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. get to go further into games. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, like if you're in the postseason and. Like they're gonna, they're not worried about pitch count. Yeah. Whereas, like, especially with the fought start, right? Like, he probably could have gone further in that game. Well, and there's there's other things too to take into consideration. Like, a lot of times it's not as much the pitch count as much as Tory wanting to refrain from Mass them going through the yeah. well, yeah, them yeah. going through the lineup yeah, a third, third time. time yeah. Usually, that can be a big reason why. But we've you see guys all seen how that can backfire in the Absolutely. postseason. Absolutely, we've seen how we've seen how that can backfire with Tory. Well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. straight up almost happened. But in yeah, the in the postseason specifically, there's going to be there is no worrying about pitch count or or arms or anything yeah. like if you're the guy you're the guy you're going out there and you're going to pitch until you can't anymore yeah. um and so that's kind of encouraging right like if your concern is the performance of the bullpen you're probably not going to have to rely on them as much in the postseason assuming these starters keep performing the way they are and some of these starters might end up coming out of the bullpen instead right like yeah. a slade you're probably not getting a slade start in the postseason yeah um yeah. probably hopefully not getting a zach davies start in the postseason those guys become great weapons out of a bullpen though if they end up getting used in that way in a postseason Absolutely. so and I, I mean at this point i hate to be uh negative or already saying like the diamondbacks aren't going to go very far but you're right like as at least as far as the matchups that they need to worry about here initially as a wild card team is a three game series, mm-hmm. right? So like your three game your your pitchers in that series is going to be Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and Brandon Fott. Yeah. Or do you put Brandon Fott in the middle there so that you have Merrill Kelly perhaps to, to go? Start, yeah, in, well, it depends on what happens game. in game one, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. That's that's a big point. We're definitely getting a little rehearsals. Yeah, we are getting ahead <laughs> of ourselves. Before we get on to the playoffs and wild card talk, let's take a look at the numbers for this series because the Arizona Diamondbacks once again uh, that starting pitching ERA. Big reason, big reason why uh, they won this series. And I don't know so much about that relief pitching ERA. But, yeah, we have here uh, 25 to 20, 36 hits, 28. The Cincinnati Reds, they made a lot of mistakes in this series. I mean, their youth really showed, and the Diamondbacks – I think did an excellent job at taking advantage of it. Maybe not in on all instances like they should, but they did go, do a good job of taking advantage of it in, you know, in, in many of these instances. So yeah. this, uh, 
this has been fairly uh, impressive for me. Uh, and I, honestly, the, that starting pitching ERA for me is is something that's uh, just kind of wild. Like the Diamondbacks in a four-game series put up a 1.57 ERA against one of, you know, the better offensive teams in, in baseball. Yeah, you know, it, it is – I mean – it feels very much like them kind of playing the baseball that they were playing at the beginning of the season, like them being aggressive and chaotic and, and taking advantage of other teams making mistakes and them not being the ones making mistakes. Right. Um, but I think, uh, you know, as we're rounding into the, 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 the postseason here, like this is starting to become kind of what the, the, the idea people have had about this team. Like all, And it, although that wasn't the case during like the losing streak, I think the bullpen's the weak point. You have solid starters. You have a lot of, of of capable offensive weapons. It's just a matter of them all putting it together. Like it's just a matter of how much the bullpen is going to have to be relied on because you can't really rely on them all that much. No, um, this, this was atrocious. This yeah, was so, atrocious. The, it's like I mean, we we joke about it. We throw up the bullpen ma- meme. We do all of that stuff, but it, it really felt like the bullpen was actively working against. Yeah, which the team is so, at times. again so frustrating because during the dark times, that's just how I'm going to refer to that the month and a half. Bad, the dark times. The dark times. Like the bullpen wasn't bad. It wasn't the problem. So, like, it's so frustrating to, again, and it kind of was the theme of the season. If they could just all put it together at once, it'd become very tough to beat. But I think I think the reality of what the bullpen is is much closer to what you've been seeing of them recently than what you saw of them during the dark times. It's just not not the best bullpen. Yeah. It's stole, not the worst, but it's not the best. They outstole bases, though. They stole more bases than the Reds. Eat your heart, Alley De La Cruz. That's right. Uh, Got to get on base to seal them. Well, and speaking of that, I mean, um, obviously, we have uh, the Corbin Carroll. Uh, milestone here where Corbin Carroll becomes the fourth rookie in Major League Baseball history with 20 home runs and 40 stolen bases. I believe only one of them has not won rookie of the year. He came in second. That's right. And there's only one guy to do it since 1977 in his name. Mike Trout. Michael Trout. Michael Trout. Uh, Not a bad guy to be associated with. But uh, Corbin Carroll did put both Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain in their place as far as this whole Mm. rookie of the year debate I mean, I feel like they kind of put themselves in their place. They they (laughs) They, really did. They sucked. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because Ellie De La Cruz is getting all of the hype for a throw. A throw when this Wait. man went one for 16. One for one for 16. Right, well, let's focus on the throw for one a second. One for 16. Like, people are always talking are talking about this throw. Oh, he threw it 99.7 miles per hour or whatever it is. First off, he was out by like eight feet. Any shortstop in baseball gets Corbin Carroll out there. You want to know why? Because they might not be throwing it as fast, but I bet you they throw it to home plate not five feet up the third baseline and has Corbin Carroll running into the, the shins of the catcher. Like, it, I, like the throw in and of itself is impressive because it's going damn near 100 miles per hour. But, like, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, any shortstop makes that play. Corbin Carroll, 6 for 12. One home run. Pretty good. Two triples, Pretty one good. double, five walks. And, and then one of those triples two strikeouts, inside the park. Two for two on stolen bases. Zero errors. Ellie De La Cruz, one error. Matt McClain, two errors, three for 18 for Matt McClain, one homer, Ooh. no walks, Ooh. seven strikeouts. Uh, he also had a stolen base. So did Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, Ellie De-, De La Cruz also struck out seven times. So um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think that we can. Uh, I, Damon, I think you can uh, put your efforts elsewhere for now. I think there's you other know, guys you need to maybe, maybe take McClain out. Matt McClain is really good. Yeah. But. He's also terrible at defense, apparently. Well, let's take a look at how good Matt McClain and Corbin Carroll are, shall we? Because we have a little comparison graphic for those two gentlemen. And, uh, of course, advantage Corbin Carroll once again. 
Uh, this is a bar from Brian that he tweeted. Uh, Ellie may have won the battle uh, with the throw, but Corman's going to win the F war. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and he does. He yeah. does win the F war. 4.9 to 3.3. Uh, 40. 40 stolen bases to Matt McLean's pathetic 14. <laughs> 22 home runs to a poultry 16 okay, for Matt you're, McLean. You're starting from the bottom up. It is, I feel like, I'm going critical to acknowledge that Matt McLean has 113 less plate appearances. Sure. <laughs> because he's not as good of a player, and he doesn't play as much as Corbin Carroll does. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 we can go with that. Is that fine? Talk to no. him, Derek. We can I'm go trying, with that. No, I'm, I'm trying. Gonna, talk your shit. <laughs> Uh, no, but honestly, it seems like there's always another guy. And that's one thing that we've been saying since the James Outman days is there's always another guy. I'm sure Outman's name is still being thrown around with his performance since the All-Star break and such, too. But Maria. The, the biggest thing here is that Corbin Carroll continues to do it. He continues to do it uh, consistently. Uh, he even had that slump. And I, I know we're all very well aware. We all asked what the hell was wrong with Corbin Carroll during uh, that period of time. But Corbin Carroll hitting his way out of it lately because he's been very good. Uh, I'd really like to see what the MVP race was if he didn't go through that slump because, like, now it's Mookie's award, apparently. He became well, the favorite this I mean, morning. Mookie, yeah, Mookie did take over as the NL favorite for the MVP award, and I'm sure that's going to continue to change. But yeah. uh, just like the Rookie of the Year thing is going to continue to change. No, uh, I don't think it is. I don't mean change. Oh. I mean, there will probably be another guy that oh, pops okay. back up here. Yeah. We'll probably get James Outman's name thrown back up here around. We'll probably get a couple Alvarez. more guys. Alvarez? That's the, that's the only one guy? that hasn't really been thrown into. Yeah, like the Mets guys have not really been thrown into this conversation as much as they probably should be. Should they? I mean. I guess, yeah, because well, rookie of the year isn't the same as like an MVP where the performance yeah. of the team really should and impact what you when I When I play. say should be thrown into it, I mean in the same sense that Ellie and, and Matt McClain should be thrown into it in the sense that nobody should be. But if we're putting people in it, right. maybe they probably should be in that conversation. Maybe Senga, but I don't know about Alvarez. I've just heard good things. I haven't really looked and at Senga's his numbers. also 30. Yeah, I, so how do you feel about impressive. that? How do you feel about that? Like him and uh, and Masataka Yoshida, like because Masataka Yoshida has gone on record and said that he doesn't want rookie of the year because he's not a rookie, because yeah. he's played professional ball in Asia forever. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, I, that well, kind of, it's it's something I feel rookie of the year versus newcomer of the year. I guess we were we were discussing the rookie of the year MVP combo that Corbin Carroll might mm -hmm. potentially be a candidate for. And of course, Ichiro, Ichiro yeah. is the other person that gets but brought up. Just like, yeah. And Ichiro was like 28, 29 years well, old. Yeah, it, it is kind of so funny how like, he can be rookie of the year and also have like the most hits in professional baseball history. It's yeah. like, okay, you're counting all of these hits from Japan, but also even rookie of the year, which I, I don't really have a problem with. Like I love Ichiro, it but it just has to be one is, or the yeah, other. It, it can't be a rookie uh, if you've played professional a contradiction, sport yeah. in a different country just because you're new. If you want to call it newcomer of the right. year, like I'm fine with that. That's what they do in, in like the Pac-12 RIP. Like they call it the newcomer of the year instead of freshman of the year. Or no, I think they have both, don't they? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, regardless, the point of this whole conversation is, should be a uh, Corbin Carroll. He's your rookie of the year. Sure. Uh, but let's take a look at the wild card standings because things continue to heat up for the Arizona Diamondbacks as far as this goes. They continue to put some distance between them and the mm. teams that they need to put distance mm. between. I still don't understand how the Diamondbacks had such a good weekend and the Cubs are still up by yeah, half a game. That was that wild to me. But <laughs> they were up a half a game after Thursday, I believe, due to the uh, uh, they had the you know Diamondbacks didn't play and then they, yeah, they won. Yeah, and then the Reds them. also won their doubleheader. So that's how things kind of switched around there. But 
this is looking nice. This is looking very nice. And the better thing about this is after the Marlins, which aren't featured here on this list, is, yeah, uh, yeah. is the Padres. No, no, no. Oh, after oh, the Marlins. I see what you're uh, is, is the Padres, who I believe now are eight back. And at one point, Dead. before the Diamondbacks played the Padres, I think there were one game separating them uh, and, and the Padres and, and, and that final wild card spot. So now things are... Things are looking good, guys. Things yeah. are looking good for this team. I mean, I feel like this is, again, as we get closer to the playoffs, like things start to shake out, and I think you're ultimately going to get the six best teams in the playoffs of the National League. And I think, like I was just talking about this with with uh, one of Max's interns, Savannah, who's a Giants fan. She's from the Bay Area. And I was like, the Giants don't make any sense. They're not that good of a team. Like The roster's not that good. They shouldn't be that good. Their, ba- their batting lineup is terrible. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. And it's not like they have a Cy Young candidate either. Like, it's not like no, their pitching staff. Oh, Logan like, Webb's good. Yeah, but it's not like they yeah, have any. Logan like, Webb is there. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. That's why they're playing that well. I think ultimately you're getting, like, the Reds, I think, were overperforming. They got that shot in the arm from from Ellie, and they, they were obviously really hot. But, like, I think ultimately you're getting the sixth best team. Or... Let me take that back. You're getting three division champions and then the three next best teams because I don't know that the Brewers are one of the six best teams, but that's just how this works. Fair enough. Uh, But joining us right now, by the way, to talk about this Arizona Diamondback series with the Reds just a little bit is the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, are you here? Jesse. Big blurry Jesse. I think I'm here. Am I here? (laughs) There he is. (laughs) Uh, Jesse, what were your thoughts on the starting pitching in this series for the Diamondbacks against the Reds? Uh, They seem to be pretty damn good. Yeah, it was incredible, right? I mean, everyone going into the series was was concerned because the Diamondbacks were playing their biggest series of the year and they didn't line up Zach Gallen to pitch uh, the finale of the series. It seemed like a missed opportunity going in. And you look back now, I mean, I think Diamondbacks starting pitchers combined for 23 innings in this series, and they allowed a combined four earned runs. There's literally one earned run per game on average. That's uh, That'll play. That'll play in, in the biggest series of the year. Uh, the Diamondbacks were, you know, they were able to, to take care of business against the Reds. And, uh, you know, that was their biggest series of the year. And, you know, things are only going to get more and more important down the stretch. But to this to date... That is, you know, I mean, this this weekend was huge for them. They got big offense when they needed it, which is something that we haven't really seen them be able to do at times. We've seen them lose a lot of close games and not be able to get that big hit. But it felt like in this series they were able to, you know, kind of convert some Reds mistakes into some big innings as far as offensive numbers go. Lourdes had a huge holo, uh, solo home run on Sunday to, that tied it in the seventh. Uh, and the offense, of course, you know, got those runs across in the eighth. Uh, even in the loss, I felt like it was fairly impressive that they were able to muster up enough runs there at the end of the game uh, in, in extra innings to tie it up uh, after the Reds had gone up by, I think it was three runs. So uh, this team just offensively feels like they are, are getting things back on track. Yeah, on, on some level, you feel like you could have had a sweep here, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if the Diamondbacks really – I don't think they really deserve to win that game uh, because, I mean, they scored three runs against Alexis Diaz in, in the bottom of the 10th, and all of those runs were unearned. Uh, Matt McClain, as, as you guys talked about earlier, did not showcase the best defense at, at second base in this series, and the Diamondbacks were able to take advantage of that. It was a winnable game. It was an extremely winnable game. When all was said and done, of course, Paul Seawald, you know, had an opportunity to close that game and, and you know, just win a, a clean nine inning game over the Cincinnati Reds, wasn't able to pull that off. 
but uh but yeah uh you know you'll take three wins out of four for sure even if you you know had a definitely had a chance to to win that that fourth game well we want to thank everybody for being here in the phnx sports youtube channel right now if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet make sure to do so right now sign up for notifications that way you don't miss whenever we go live uh leave us a thumbs up just to let jesse know you appreciate him being here uh and most importantly if you're listening on the audio podcasting side subscribe over there Leave us a review so that way we get that feedback. We have a very interesting list that is dropping on gophnx.com about the top 25 Arizona, Arizona athletes. athletes. So ranks. we are going to be very uh, angry about a lot of it. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of debating. There's going mostly to be me. mostly Damon getting angry about Tucson athletes not being ranked higher. I know 100%. that's what's coming. I know that's coming, 100%. but make sure to keep your eyes peeled for that. We also have some more discussion in regards to that this week right here on this show. But if you haven't signed up yet over at gophnx.com for a diehards membership, what are you waiting for? Do it today. Join the PHNX family. Get that membership. You will get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, including that incredible snake shirt that Jesse is wearing right now on this show. I mean, he's not really wearing it, but we have it positioned under him very cleverly. There he goes. He's yeah, perfect. Uh, but we also have all sorts of wonderful deals going on right now. It is our countdown to kickoff for the 23-24 season. All t-shirts and hats on sale for $24, including the snake bat tea. Go get that snake bat. Go get that snake bat tea right now or sign up for that diehard membership today and get yourself a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com. Also, uh, you get yourself a free uh, Mountain Mike's gift certificate for $50. Get a Dobson Ranch ranch card and so much more, including Jesse's newsletter, Full Count. You get access to all of our uh, all of our content. You get access to our members-only Discord lounge and so much more. So join us today over here. Become a diehard member. Um, Jesse, taking a look ahead at this series with the Dodgers, I don't want to make it out like it's critical because I feel like, and this is something somebody said the other day, we are in a different division now. We are in the wild card division. Mm. And that's what we are focusing on because the Dodgers have been playing such good baseball that they have just ran away with the NL West. And really, with with a double-digit lead, I don't feel like it's even healthy for us to try to say we can catch the Dodgers or even focus on that at this point. But uh, still a three-game series with the Dodgers, very important, and and a very difficult week for the Diamondbacks overall that kicks off with this series. Yeah, Diva, our Dodgers and Orioles, right? I mean, yeah. I think when we did our power rankings a few days ago, I think we had the Dodgers second and the Orioles third. So you're you're basically playing, you know, two of potentially the top three teams in baseball right now uh, this week. So yeah, every game matters for this Diamondbacks team down the stretch. Uh, you don't necessarily want to think of it as like every game is a must-win game, but it sort of feels that way. It sort of yeah. feels like every every game is a must-win game at this point. So let's uh, take a yeah, look at those numbers is, for the Dodgers. This is going to be a Sorry about that, Jesse. We have a little bit of a delay, so excuse me uh, if I talk over Jesse like that. But uh, this team, 80 and 49, Jesse, just really impressive what they've been able to do this this season. Yeah, people coming into the year were like, oh, the Dodgers won't be that good, right? The Padres were sort of like the the trendy team. That's the team that a lot of people were picking to 
win the NLS division. Of course, I was not one of those people. I never would have made that prediction. <laughs> uh, no, I absolutely did make that prediction. But uh, yeah, you can see the the Dodgers have. Uh, I mean, in some ways, they are they're not as good of a team as as they were for sure. You see here, their starting pitching ERA this year is four point four eight, which is very high uh, for this Dodgers team. I want to say that would be the highest they've had in a very long time. Um, but when you've got Mookie Betts and you've got Freddie Freeman, I mean, those two guys right now, along with Ronald Acuna, probably the best three position players in, in baseball right now, those three, the Dodgers have two of them. So yeah, I mean, when you have a team OPS of almost 800, uh, you know, when your bullpen is, is above average, not, not great, but above average and the Dodgers continue to, to play good defense as well as you see there with their 29 defensive run save that ranks in the top half of the league. So yeah, they're basically, you know, pretty decent at everything except on offense. They are spectacular. They are, you know, a top four offense in baseball. Um, and yeah, I mean, all has to do that's it's amazing what having you know two of the best players in the game on your team can can do for your lineup. Uh, those two have a combined OPS of over 1,000 this year, by the way. Uh, and Mookie Betts is now the betting odds favorite for National League MVP, by the way, surpassing. Ronald Acuna Jr., which was a bet I told you all to take uh, not too long ago, and I hope you did because the field is just too wide open. And it, me and Sean said you, you were guys we, laugh, we laughed in your face. You told me we I was did. an idiot. They and did it on the show. They did it privately after the show. We did it amongst each other when you weren't a present. Yeah, when I wasn't even here, they were like, what, <laughs> I a, what a dumbass. Night, and I was like, <laughs> what a fucking the idiot. biggest idiot I know. <laughs> Uh, how anyway. the turntables have turned. How the turntables have turned. Well, uh, Jesse, you will be in Los Angeles covering this series. So uh, we, again, thank. Did he leave? I think he no, he, he bounced. <laughs> he was hopefully, like, I got to go right now. Hopefully his house isn't burning down because yeah, the, the smoke detector. <laughs> Like, we talk about people worrying about Jesse. <laughs> I am not going to sleep at night knowing that he didn't change that goddamn battery in that smoke detector. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? But uh, like I said, of course. Uh, that check your smoke detectors. Check, check your smoke detectors, folks. That's the most important thing here. Uh, most importantly, though, of course, like I said, uh, Mookie Betts, now the betting odds favorite for National League MVP. Uh, you know where you can get down on mm. this kind of action? Where's that? It's on the BetMGM Sportsbook mm, of app. Course, get down on the BetMGM. Jim app. Uh, Nerfy Fridays. We celebrate. We all hail the Nerfy Friday. Uh, all you got to be is an existing bet MGM sports user and you can get down on the Nerfy Friday. What's a Nerfy? No run first inning bet. All you got to do is opt into the promotion and place a no run first inning bet on any major league baseball game. Hit last Friday. I guess. That's that's by betting. No, that's right. Uh, on will there be a run in the first inning market? Uh, if your bet loses, but only one run is scored during the first inning, you will receive a bonus bet back equaling your stake up to whatever designated amount that bet MGM puts up right now. Sometimes it's $25, but they've been bumping it up to 50. So available only on Fridays. Make sure to not miss that out. If you haven't done so yet, sign up for bet MGM and use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. 
1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Um, well, patio season is almost here. I'm not going to say it's here today because it's 115 degrees out. But luckily, if you go to Illegal Pete's, you can either eat, sit, sit on the patio or you can sit inside where there's lovely air conditioning. But regardless, you're going to have yourself a great time over there. Uh, Illegal Pete's is the place to go for margaritas year-round here in Arizona. It's the strongest you can find in the state. And they also have uh, just some amazing food, irresistible drinks, mouth-watering food everything you need uh, to relax and enjoy yourself. Have a great meal. They have a full menu for bowls, tacos, and burritos, nachos, salads. They have a full bar with custom cocktails and so much more. Of course, uh, Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal, Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers for 28 years now. Mm. Um, and speaking of buddies... You guys are buddies. True. Uh, and, of course, it's Monday. We know what we, we know what we do on Monday, but you know what we do all the time. This guy loves it because every every month, right? Every month on the show, Black History Month. Oh, yeah. Every month on this show, Women's History Month. Mm. Every month on the show, Black Women's History Month. Where's Latino? <laughs> Latina History Month. Every month on this show is Latina. What, Latina? Well, I mean, Latinx? I guess Latina kind of just gets La- it together, right? Yeah, it's, right. It's Latino. I mean, yeah, okay. But every, we celebrate everybody every mm-hmm. month on this show. Every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day on this show, Earth Day, because we recycle. But on Mondays, we go to the mailbag. Let's go! My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. All right, let's go. What do we got? First question. Uh, first question comes from Gabriel Boldest Bronze <laughs> on Twitter. Gabriel says, there. now that we're back, what's the ceiling and floor of this team record-wise? Wow. I mean, I think as far as what your expectations for this team are concerned, the ceiling should be 90 wins. Yeah. 31 games left. They're at 69. So... That would be 21. That'd be winning the majority of their games. Yeah. They, so the, 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 I guess the, the ceiling is technically speaking, the ceiling is 162. Yeah. Um, obviously they're not going to do that. I think um, he means from this point going forward. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the, yeah. the, 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 the record yeah. I get. So yeah, I guess the ceiling technically speaking is 31 and 0. Yeah. Um, and the, the floor is 0 and 31. But we, um, but we can't expect that. Yeah, we can't. No, no, ask no, that I think either them. of those are realistic. It's like asking um, them to sweep the reds. They yeah. tried to do it, they but they just hardest. couldn't, they couldn't hold it. Um, but yeah, I feel like 90 would like, can they go, can they go 21 and 10? Can I, they hit I, 90 wins? I, I think that based on what they have left on their schedule, it's going to be difficult. But when you're asking me what like the absolute best that they can do would be, I would say 90 wins Yeah, because I think that's- of course, like I said, they have, they have. I, I think two series left with the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. I know they have one series with the White Sox. And? Um, and then they have one series. Uh, they have two series. Oh, one four-game series with the Mets, who are who absolutely have to have given up. They have, and, of course, a three-game series with that poverty franchise known as the New York Yankees. That, did, I say, did I say that yes. right? Okay, bums. Got that right. Bums. Right. A lot of them. Bums. Um, so, but, did you, by the way, did you see, did you see what, um, what Lowe 
low, low said low. In the the, yeah. the Rays. Do you see what happened in the Rays Yankee series? No, what happened? Uh, there was there, the bench was cleared twice. Uh, because they kept hitting Yankee, or they kept the Yankees kept hitting uh, Rays, mm-hmm. and in their defense, they all suck at baseball, so it probably wasn't on purpose. Um, but they kept hitting Rays. Randy Orozarena got pissed, and so the bench was cleared uh, once he got hit. And then he obviously they separated, and then Orozarena stole second and stole third. And then the pitcher, they both stayed in the game, started talking shit to Orozarena again. Bench was cleared afterwards. They asked Low about it, and they were like, "Well, that's just a team that's." You know, at the bottom of the standings, they're just trying to find anything they can uh-huh. make a spark. We're in contention, uh-huh. so we can't concern ourselves with what they're doing. And I'm like, damn, uh-huh. fucking straight. Uh-huh. Got him. Bumps. Got him. So that's a series they should be able to win. Yeah. Um, getting back to the actual question. Floor? Floor? I think uh, it's. I think you flip it. I mean, we've seen them. We saw them in the in the dark times being the worst team in baseball. Yeah. I think. I don't think you can expect them again. Can't expect them to lose thirty-one straight games, but I think the ceiling, if things get bad fast, or the floor, if things get bad fast again, would be about the opposite for them to go ten and twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. I think anything. I mean, they're they're at how many wins right now? Sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. Uh, they, I, I think, uh, ten wins or less is an absolute. Oh my god! Yeah, if they, if they lose, point, right? if they win less than ten games, Tori needs to lose his job. Yeah, I mean that's, that that would be especially because like. Going into a, you're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. If you choke that away in that drastic of fashion, like that, that's what man, that's how managers lose their jobs. Right, right. So there, there's your, there's your ceiling and floor. I guess those reverse records, yeah. twenty one and 10, 10, 21. What else we got? Uh, Michael, I love this question. Uh, Michael Rokicki asks, if you can only keep one in free agency, do you keep Lourdes Gurriel or Tommy Pham? Yikes. Why? I right? mean, recency bias is obviously. Tommy I mean, Pham. I can't even say that really because Lourdes yeah, had a big home run he yesterday. Did. He had a huge so like, home run. But I mean, Tommy Pham, uh, the 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 hitting streak and just everything that kind of has sparked yeah. since then. It's like the the problem with Lourdes is I don't think that the Diamondbacks are willing. And I said this before, they're not going to be willing to pay Lourdes. Yeah, as much as another team is willing to pay Lourdes, just based on the fact he was an All Star this year yeah. and put up good numbers during a stretch, which is what Lourdes does kind of throughout his career he's been kind of a streaky hitter where he has these really good stretches and then he has really bad ones and then it evens out to be some pretty decent numbers but depending on which version of him you watched you are going to have a completely different opinion Lourdes is vibes guy like Elise says right here Lourdes is Lourdes absolutely is vibes, vibes guy yeah but I mean I mean absolutely vibes you need guy. leadership Fam like is a different kind of vibes guy like yeah. he brings a different not yeah. a vibe not a vibes guy in the traditional sense but he let's brings I don't, know, I don't know if you call a that vibe. a vibe but let's be real I and Tommy Pham, thank God he's on our team. Great player. Great yeah. player. But we're seriously going to sit here and act like that dude doesn't seem like a like kind of like a total dickhead. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he no. I feel like he. Lourdes is like probably the coolest guy in the clubhouse. Yeah, I feel like Tommy I mean, Pham is the kind of guy who just goes like you saw that. I, I was texting y'all about the post game. I, I was texting you at least about the post game press conference he had the other day or an interview he had with Jody on the field. And it was like the fun, like it just, it sounded like he had just learned his teammates names. Like he was calling everybody by the first name and he was like our pitcher Merrill and, and, and Cattell Marte. And, and it was so like, it was so, was so weird. And I loved it. Like, it was just like, uh, he showed up and he's like, he wants the rest of the team to like him. He doesn't give a shit about nobody else outside the organization, but he wants, he's here for it. Listen, I mean, like you were saying, if we're, in, if we're including the, the financials of this, I think Tommy Pham was a much more realistic target, especially with some of our other goals in the yeah. off season. Like yeah. you'd like to save that money. Yeah. And again, uh, Lourdes is a rather streaky player. Elizabeth says, "Fam's vibes scare me." That's what we want. Yeah, it kind that's of exactly, exactly what we want. 
I think there's a spot for both of those guys yeah. on your team. You need oh, yeah. a guy like Fam and a guy like Lourdes. But what I guess I'm saying is what hurts your team more to not have on your team? How is – wait, but the problem is is Cattell's already a vibes guy. Yeah? Yeah. Well, but but my, Cattell's vibes are good. My thing Cattell's about, about Tommy Fam is that, like, he's not that good. Like, what he's doing now is kind of an outlier. I mean, you look at his career – like, it's he's a, he's a solid. I don't, want, I don't want to say that he's not that good. He's a solid player. But he is like kind of outperforming, especially at this age of his. He's thirty five years old. Like he's doing more than I think you could have reasonably expected from him, based on what you what you've seen from him the rest of his career. And, like, and to be fair, he's Lourdes, a journeyman for a reason. And Lourdes Gurriel has more defensive runs saved this year than I yeah. would even have he's imagined. A surprisingly that he good would. defensive yeah, player. Like, and, but he's not. But he is right. Like yeah. so he I, makes I, some good plays. But then there are times. No, I mean he is surprisingly good. On Saturday, when that ball went like an inch over his glove, and you were like. Oh, that was that was like probably should have been a catch. Yeah, it right. Felt like it at right. least. Yeah, yeah. I had a good sure. view. I was in left field, and I was like, I don't know how he didn't catch. Yeah, that. right, right. Yeah, and he's a very tall guy, so you would think if he, if he just jumped a little, but then bit, he made maybe a good play later in the game. Right. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what you'll get out of him. So, I think if we're just doing baseball player for baseball player, I'd rather have Loris Curiel. But I think when you consider the money, you're probably getting Tommy Pham for a, a whole lot cheaper. It's a good point. I'm I'm family with Lourdes, so I think I have to side with Lourdes yeah, as well. But I I'd, I'd say the same thing he said. What else we got? Kevin Lundberg uh, says, uh, "If the playoffs started today, which pitchers are you wanting on the roster? Okay. Starters and relievers." Well, I will say right now Zach that Allen. the the majority of the starters that are on the roster right now are the guys I I want there. Uh, I will say that. Maybe Ryan Nelson deserves to, you know, have another chance. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know, but for the most part, after this series, I'm riding high on this particular roster, and of course, you know, especially especially with Zach Davies and Slade, it's a matter of what are they going to do in their next start, right? I, I still, it's still too small of a sample size, but I will say that right now, this team doesn't have a lot of options as far what, as as far as this goes. What's so. the most recent? On Tommy, on Tommy Henry. Tommy Henry sounds like he's going to be done for the year. Okay, so he's going to be shut down um, for the year. We're still waiting to see if Trey Jameson can potentially come back. Dre avoided Tommy John mm-hmm. surgery, and everything sounds very positive about Dre coming back. I think Dre, if he was at a hundred percent, would be an absolute, you know, yeah. Great I mean, I've said it, I've said it like fifty times that I think he would he'll, he'll win this team a playoff game, but obviously, it's all depending on if he comes back. How Tory would it be? If he was like Zach Davies is our number three starter in the playoffs yeah. over Brandon Fott. Yeah. If he was like, we're going with the experienced guy, that yeah. would be the most Tory shit ever. It, it would be. It would be. On, on a certain token, I almost wouldn't mind it too much if if Fott and and uh, Slate are both Slater available. In the pen, and it's just like if we can get those good three innings that we get from Zach Davies sometimes off rip, like more, go for it. Because I would much more, rather more of an opener kind of deal. I would much rather have Zach Davies come in the game on a clean slate at the beginning and figure out real fast if he's going to be dog shit that day than. Because the options for like he's going to be on the roster, he's either starting or coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. I would much rather like I don't want a situation where uh, Miguel Castro is loaded the bases and it's like oh here comes Zach Davies. Like I would much rather Zach yeah. Davies yeah. start and have a short leash and let these other younger guys who are probably mentally better suited to come out of the pen. If I had to guess, um, 
I, I think that would probably be a better setup, assuming you have to use them. Well, and um, as, especially after hearing Zach Gallon talk about like the one thing that was kind of important to him at the All Star game about starting. Yeah, it was, was the, the fact the that he got to keep his routine. To be right. fair, I mean that's how, that Zach Davies has sucked all year, so you're not going to sit here and pretend the routine has been like. Yeah, it's like ah, all he's got to do is get in his routine. Um, Counterpoint. Brandon Fott's a savage. Brandon Fott is a savage. But also, this is Brandon a kid Fott's who, at the, the first half of the season, we were talking about how flustered he seemed. Postseason's a pretty big deal. Um, especially, you know, if you're going to, I don't know, Citizen or Citizens Bank Park or what is it called? That's what they play at, right? Citizens Bank? I think so. Yeah, or 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 Wrigley. In the postseason, sure. that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I would rather I would I would you know I might take the veteran experience and again the leash the leash for all three of these guys at the bottom of the rotation I think is gonna be incredibly short. Obviously, yeah. like it's you fuck up, so one of the other two's coming in. Um, yeah. I think is how it ultimately should operate. So it almost doesn't matter who is the starter there. I just think Zach Davies has the the smallest opportunity to really fuck this up for the Diamondbacks if he starts as opposed to coming out of the bullpen. Um, That's just me. You know who's on my uh, my my Who? postseason roster? Ryan fucking yeah, Thompson. Baby. The guy is a beast. Stud. We Stud. Must, he must be protected oh, at who? all costs. See you all who? Whoa. I don't know. Let's, let's not go that far. <laughs> but uh, Ryan Thompson absolutely uh, made the entire <laughs> the entire organization look good in in, in that <laughs> finale game there, but. Uh, yeah, that's still going to be interesting. I mean, there's a couple of guys that I'm growing weary of myself, and the you know Miguel Castro, it's hasn't, dog. you know, hasn't been super reliable. That's the hard part. Justin about Martinez, another guy. Like, yeah, there's just the the bullpen. Just everybody's kind of been unreliable. Right? And, I mean, Paul Seawald and and right now Ryan Thompson and Paul Seawald are in for sure. Yeah, Ginkle, I think obviously and Ginkle and yeah. Kevin Ginkle. That's your seven eight and nine. Potentially. You have a, presumably. I'm just going to say for. He's the sake of these, I guess, like Sacconi or Chaconi or Chacon, Bryce Jarvis. Uh, like those and and Fott are in the pen. Maybe yeah. it's Davies, whatever. Um, so you maybe have the really maybe Dre Jameson's back. So then there's that's another guy you might be able to. And it really is a question of like you look like a guy like Bryce Jarvis. Do you are you willing to kind of that's kind of a risk in the postseason yeah like, i mean it, yeah. It, do yeah. you go with a guy like like obviously like scott McGuff's gonna be on the roster but i'm saying like in a in a terms of who you turn to at any given point like are you gonna go to that guy that you've seen have dominant stretches during the regular season although you've also seen him be really bad or are you gonna roll the dice really with a guy like jarvis like that's gonna be kind of an approach question that yeah. we're gonna have to wait and see yeah, interesting. It's Bullpen good. is not an easy question. No, it's not. <laughs> because like you said, the biggest thing is, you know, who makes it on the starting rotation and then who might find their way into the bullpen, especially when you're talking about that three-game series. So we'll see what the Diamondbacks do. But really, I think uh, for me, the 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 impression that's been made on me by a couple of guys, like even with Paul Seawald, like let's, let, let's be honest, Paul Seawald had, what, nine games in a row without allowing a run, and then things fell apart for him. But even in those nine games, things got close to falling apart for Paul Seawald. It wasn't like any of his saves for this team. There's, there's been one or two that were relatively stress-free, but a lot of them have involved runners being on the base path and and Seawald kind of working through, you know, I won't say not having his best stuff, but not necessarily going out there and being completely dominant. Yeah, you dude, know, oh, so. my God. I just – there's uh... – Paul Seawald is almost 
Paul Seawall is going to load the bases for Bryce Harper in the in the, in the wild card. We are going to we are going to be in a situation where Paul like Seawall is going to scare this the shit. Uh, this the is living shit. This is not a mailbag. It is hundred percent. I don't want to talk about Cody this. Bellinger or Bryce not. Harper are going to be at the plate with the bases loaded, and Paul Seawall is going to have the ball in his hand. That it's going to be Paul Seawall or Miguel Castro. One of those two things is going to happen oh with the God. bases loaded. I'm going to feel much better about one or the other. One of I them is going to have discussion. us. One of them is going to upset our stomach. The other one is going to force us to shit our pants. Miguel Castro in that situation Tori needs to be gone i, feel I like, agree i feel I, like Damon needs to be on camera for the faces he's making right now because they're making me sick to my stomach oh my god the same and I... it's the same way he looks at me in the ninth inning when they bring in miguel castro or when they bring in scott mcgovern we're gonna have to figure out a way to have damon a part of that yeah like a part of the watch alongs that yeah. happened during the post we have to have to uh what else we got we got more mailbag monday questions uh ryan hanley first it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Ryan. Uh, he wants to know who starts in a must-win game. Zach Gallon or Merrill Kelly? I, I did mean, that kind of backwards. Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallon, but it's it's Zach Gallon. It's Zach Gallon. Zach Gallen. Like it's I get, Gallen, I get right? why you ask this question. Do you? Does it matter if it's that at it's home or be on, on the road? road? Most likely. Yeah. I like. I guess not most likely. There's, but there's a ch- obviously a good chance it's on the road. Because um, see, here's the thing. Like you said, Zach Gallon's going in game one. Yeah. Zach Gallon yeah. wins game two. They lose. Yeah, Merrill Kelly, maybe available. Maybe you waited to. Yeah, have like, Kelly honestly, in the third. I agree. I think it would be I pretty mean, cool. I think it would be pretty cool if. I think that might be smart to you know throw, maybe do that that fought, Sacconi, uh, uh Davies thing in the game two, whatever. However yeah, you decide yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it with that yeah. third arm. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you you throw Merrill out there in game two, especially or in game three or game one of the next series, especially because he's the mainstay. And if you do kind of a bullpen game in the game two, you can somewhat reasonably rely on him giving your your arms somewhat of a day off the next day because he's so efficient. And again, it's a postseason, so you um, uh, barring like the cramp thing re- flaring back up, you could probably you you should feel pretty good about Zach Davies or about Merrill Kelly pitching into the ace probably yeah. like he should be able to accomplish that um so it, it, i wouldn't mind that kind of it's such there. it's such a weird thing that we're having this conversation and it's a real conversation yeah. because merrill kelly has been outstanding for this yeah. team this year zach gallon obviously has been outstanding zach gallon has been damn near unhittable and also, at chase field but you zach gallon has gotta, had his ups and downs you got to resign zach gallon too at some point like you can't thing. you can't be showing you can't be telling zach gallon he's the number two in the, like at a certain point that stuff does matter and i think it would it would be far too detrimental to this team to insult well, if, you went with Mar- if you went with merrill kelly having, all of a sudden, or, why do i keep saying exactly to insult zach, Mar- zach gallon by having merrill go one yeah, that's a good point i think that would be that's a good point. too disrespectful yeah i agree um, he but, did he did start the all-star game and he yeah. is currently your cy young betting favorite so. that's also true he's going to be fresh off of cy young you're going to tell him he's not starting yeah, yeah. what else we got uh drunk pirate 24 on twitter which i love that name nate uh nate cleveland asks first i think we might be back we are back nate um yes can we can confirm. i know we, we are, are back. back we are back uh second can we change martinez's nickname um from j mart to wild thing that's something i've seen a lot on twitter i don't know if can I don't know if Justin Martinez deserves a wild thing nickname yet. I mean, I understand. Is this a yeah? Is this a because he throws wild? Yeah, I get that. like I don't uh, listen. I I I'm sorry, drunk pirate. I don't mean this to be kind of any kind of insult, but I think just calling a pitcher who throws triple digits and doesn't have control wild thing is lazy. 
Like, of, like, is it as lazy as calling someone with the last name that starts no, no, with that's Mart? Fair. That's fair, but I don't, I don't consider I don't J-Mart, consider K-Mart. I don't consider J Mart like a nickname. It's just like a shortening of his name, and the same okay. like A Rod is not. Yeah. I don't really consider A Rod yeah. to be Alex Rodriguez's nickname. It's just a shorthand. It's what my I call him. high school teammates used to call me Demon because hmm. D E M O N, and I, mean, I, like, I like that. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, like I had a I had a my chemistry teacher in high school called me EDP Eric DePaz. My first name's Eric, if you didn't know that. Um, like, I didn't really consider that a nickname. It was just like I'm only calling him EDP. Well, <laughs> I like EDP. I like EDP. Uh, PD just calls me DP. That's got complications. I'm not a... that Eagles fan? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. I'm not sure that's what you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a lot cooler in 2016 yeah. or 2015. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, that's very true. I'm sorry, Nate. But, like, I just, I, you know, it's, and I, it's not just, like, it's a lot of people calling him, but, like, uh, everyone, it's, I feel like that's just a natural, like he throws fast and doesn't have control. I feel like it's just naturally, oh, it's wild thing. But he's more wild thing than like any other pitcher. That, that, that's seen. fair. That That is fair. Like he is. That's the best point. He is like the textbook in the in, in yeah. the, the dictionary. You look at wild thing. And Can it's, literally it's throw Mark throwing uh, 103 five feet off yeah, the plate. Yes. Like, yep. So I'm like I get it. It's not but a bad nickname. Luis I just feel like Frias. we got to get more creative. We also have Luis Frias who could also yeah, be called like, Wild Thing. Yeah, I just thing. feel like we got to get more creative because yeah. there's so many people that can get called Wild Thing. Like we got to we got to get a little more like that's why I was a huge fan of giving him my Mr. Electric nickname Yeah. because but he hasn't really been that electric. It's Yeah. It's been That's very true as well. It's been electricity. It's more like a bolt of lightning. Yeah. You don't really know where it's going to go or when it's going to show up, but Yeah. There's electricity involved. It could damage some shit, though. It Sorry. could fuck some it's, shit it's up. It's going to fuck some shit up. What else we got, Damon? Uh, next question comes from AZ Sports Girl 224. I don't want to talk about Paul Seawald breaking anymore. I thought I said that. She said, did we break Paul Seawald on Saturday night? Maybe. I hope not. Um, I don't know. I Like I said, Paul Seawald, he hasn't been like to a point where all of a sudden Saturday night's performance was a surprise. It just felt like... Things finally came to a head after he seemed to like kind of struggle a little bit more to to make that ninth inning locked down, uh, and then what happened? But I mean, can you attribute it also to his usage and how much the Diamondbacks have been calling on him as of late? I mean, I know that's your job as a closer, <laughs> yeah. and essentially, if you're a closer on a good team, like what happened with Felix Batista with the with the Orioles, you're gonna get called on a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen. I yeah. It's it's tough because like I feel like I don't want to put too much value into this, but at the same time I feel like there's such a sample size I have to like kind of adjusting the the idea of what success for a closing pitcher looks like when it's an Arizona Diamondback closing pitcher like it just nothing smooth here. They're obviously gonna so like it, it, of course yeah it's difficult and he doesn't make it easy um, by and large and obviously he's had a, a couple of. Of think of 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 outings that have gone really bad, um, but like, uh, it's so much better than what we had. I I still trust Paul. I trust Paul than literally anybody else, any other pitcher that you are going to bring out. Of, no, honestly, you you tell me it's the ninth inning of of a, in a save situation of a World Series game, whatever. It's Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and then Paul Seawald in terms of my trust level. Yeah, like, and so that's yeah. just going to be what this is. I don't really care. Like, and I don't think Does anything. Kevin Ginkle play tennis. <laughs> I'm putting Kevin Ginkle fourth, but I'm, <laughs> I'm putting Paul Seawald before him for sure. Like, I trust it, Kevin Ginkle with my life. <laughs> I trust Paul Seawald with my life too. Um, like, I, I just that's going to be what this is. So it's not going to. It might not be smooth. I still trust him, and I don't think he's broken. 
I don't know. He might be also able, back be to the wild, the wild thing thing. Um, the wild thing thing. Um, I would really like to hope that J Mart just needs glasses. <laughs> like, like, because that would be like Jameis Winston. You want to talk about wild thing? That's Jameis Winston because I was like, he was he was wild. He's all over the place, thirty and thirty, and then it was like, oh, but he got LASIK. He's gonna figure it out. He didn't figure it out, but that like, would be incredible. Like if he if, if it's just glasses and he gets glasses, then then wild thing, I'm all in. He puts on Zach Gallon's goggles and figures yeah. out. That no, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be the frames with the skull cross. No, that's the fine. Like, we'll like, get him those. But yeah, I'm just but saying, like he figures, he figures it out. It out. Like, so he does one of those. Like, oh my god, let me see how blind you are. Let me yeah. put on your glasses. And he's like, oh my god, I can, I can actually see with yeah. these. And it's oh, maybe you actually need glasses. Like every conversation I've ever had with anybody who's ever wanted to try my glasses. Yeah. Wow, that's really clear. Yeah, it's because yeah, you because have stigmatism. Go to the fucking eye doctor, you weirdo. Yeah. He's not wrong. I look better with glasses. No, I actually don't look better with glasses. I think I look better without them. But I look, I think I look okay with glasses. Like, all, like everyone's just like, ah, I'm going to look weird. No, you're not. There's 8 million different kinds of glasses. They can be a fashion statement in their own right. Get your eyes checked. There you go. And 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 fix your, your smoke detector. Yeah, get your eyes checked. Put and batteries. vote in your local elections. And don't forget to drink water. Okay. <laughs> what else we got, Damon? Uh, Elizabeth wants to start a holy war here, knowing that Sean's on the show. Yeah, what I do, mean, don't, do I'm think, not answering. I'm what not do answering. you think Sean's answer is? I'm not answering What do you question. think? What do you think, Damon? I don't know. It could really go anywhere. Elizabeth I, honestly, asked. Well, hold on. Let's get the question out there for the, for the audio listeners. Elizabeth asks, which team has the worst fans? I Everyone knows what my answer is, so I'm going to eliminate them. Um, New York Yankees are the worst. Um, <laughs> Damon and I have had this conversation a couple of times recently. And I get like, oh, uh, I'm also going to kind of eliminate the Dodgers because, of course, it's the fucking Do- Padres fans fucking suck. They are the worst. Padres fans are the worst. A, they're dog shit people, as we learned with the whole Tommy fan experience the last weekend or two weekends yeah. ago, I guess. Yeah. And, and B, like for what? And this is not by any means an original take. This is something Damon said. For what? Y'all been dog shit your whole your whole existence. You don't have anything to show for it. You got cool jerseys and you signed some good players who haven't really done jack shit. And you're going to talk all this shit just because you got uh, jerseys that look like highlighters threw up all over them, which I like. But and and you brought the brown and gold back like cool, bro. You haven't done anything. You're you're worse than Dodgers fans in that regard. At least they have the Mickey Mouse ring to show for it. You don't have an accomplished shit. Shut up. Don't talk to me. We're more, we're a more successful franchise than you are. Go away. Stop talking to me and stop talking about players. You're all dog shit. Go 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 to one of your other your other professional sports teams. Oh wait, you don't have any because your your fan base is a joke. I knew that was coming. Go away. Also, Yankees fans suck. They're the worst. Yeah, you better. They're the worst. I'm gonna go in a different direction and I'm gonna say Marlins fans are the worst. <laughs> they don't uh, deserve that. What Marlins fans? That's the point. <laughs> uh, the Marlins have two World Series championships in comparison to oh, yeah, fair. these okay, yeah. fucking Padres that he's talking about that have zero, and they still don't come out and still <laughs> don't support their team? Yeah, I get it. It's Miami. There's cool shit to say, do. I was going to say there's like a million things to do I there. get it. Then move the goddamn team because they don't deserve to have a team if they're not going to come out and, and show love for the team. And, well, you know, I, I mean, will say this. In their defense, City of Champions, they have, they've had like other successful teams since then. So there's like... They they do have two rings, but like as far as Miami's concerned, they haven't. There's like the Heat, even the 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 Panthers have been more successful if than they, they have been. So called the fucking Arizona Diamondbacks, the Phoenix Diamondbacks tomorrow, they would still be the same team, and that's the point I'm trying well, to make. Is they're I, still the same team? About the Marlins is to be fair with those two rings, they sold off their entire team both right. times. It's hard to get continuity with a right. when you get you win it all, and then they're, the ownership's like. 
well, we're not paying anybody. But See what's worse, overpaying guys like the goddamn Padres did to end up eight games back in the fucking wild card or fucking get rid of these assholes and get guys that hit to 25% of the time instead of 27% of the time and fucking succeed financially and on the field. I don't get it, but yeah. But I like I'm saying, like uh, the Marlins, they haven't been good in like 15 years. They haven't really been worth shit. They're good right now. Uh, barely. Kinda. Barely. Yeah. Their Cy Young pitcher, their defending Cy Young <laughs> pitcher was dog shit for the first half of the year. I, uh, they had Derek Jeter show up, trade their best player in the last like 15 years to his former franchise. Like... I wouldn't be that in on the team either. They've changed their branding three times in the last decade. We're both like, wrong. We're both wrong. Elise said it. She said, let's be real. It's Nuggets fans. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, are All we? Right. Oh, did they say baseball fans? Or did they just say no, fans? No, well, you said fans, but I mean, she's right. Like, let's. Uh, Bill Tottenham Steelers Hotspur fans. Really fans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck those Max. guys. Fuck those guys all the way. What else we got? <laughs> we got one more question uh, as we wrap things up, and it comes from the one and only Chris. Chris asks, create the best outfield plus. Plus one, four total players from any D-backs roster all time. Four Alec Thomases. Four Alec Thomases? Yeah. Yeah, no. You're I'm, not getting, I'm much, assuming you're we're, not getting we're, much done at the plate. Yeah, now. I'm assuming we're talking both offensively yeah. and defensively. Yeah. I mean, are we building a team or we want like... This is like a historical all-star well, team, Well, because like, how do you... I mean, then Corbin's got to be on it, right? Yes. Yeah. In, like, in my opinion. Yeah, Corbin's right field, in my opinion. Gonzo's left field. Justin Upton center. Steve Finley's center. Maybe Justin Upton as the alternate. I, are we Finley getting guys center. at their peaks? Yes. Yeah, I think you go Adam Upton. Jones. Upton was a top five MVP. Oh, candidate. Adam Jones. Shit. If we're getting peak Adam Jones, if we're uh, getting if we're getting peak D backs, Adam Jones. You gotta then, go with yeah. D backs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah, Timmy LaCastro. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need speed on the base pass. <laughs> I think yours is the right answer. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, yeah I mean, because that right. that's the big. I, I mean, like Alec Thomas, I want to be there. I think Alec Thomas, when I look at a lot of the outfielders historically for this team, is yeah, probably man. the one of the best defensive outfielders that's, there. But Steve Finley that? was fucking incredible as an outfielder. Steve Finley, Justin Upton, when he like Four gave girls. an effort, was awesome. Uh, and Peralta, then, Peralta was really good yeah. as well. Yeah, it would be. I think the last spot should be between Peralta and Finley. If and we were doing the show, Upton, Luis Gonzalez, and Corbin should be automatic. David Peralta is hard because I I've never thought of him very much like as much as what he was to this team. Like, and I think that's what hurts of him being a Dodger so much is like we we call Gabby Moreno Mister Diamondback. Yeah, but I, I was just like, about to say if we were doing the show. Four years ago, David Peralta, David Peralta is Mr. Mr. Diamondback, Diamondback yeah. uh, a thousand percent. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a hard one. And I mean, honestly, Gabriel Ferrer said it too. All Star season, AJ Pollock was hmm. an incredible player for this team as well. Uh, just there, all these guys went to play for the Dodgers and broke my heart afterwards. So, what? Oh, what, I mean, what do you do, JD Martinez? Technically an outfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking yeah. about that fourth outfielder spot. But again, you're talking, you're talking about outfielders and like in the concept, or, or that's what we were saying earlier, like both defensively and at the plate. So I'm trying to think of like but I mean, the best player we had that were are you Are you upset if you got to stick J.D. Martinez no. in the field? Like, no. no, not at all. Right field, he'll be fine in right field. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know who you kick out in that situation, but. You guys want to hear something? Absolutely nuts. Always. Offensive yeah. war leaders, career leaders for the D-backs. Corbin Carroll is 19th. Hmm. What? Wow. In his rookie season. Is that sad or exciting? 
Is both? it both? The answer yeah. is yes. The <laughs> yeah. answer is it's yes. Both. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you guys being here for Mailbag Monday, of course, as always. Uh, make sure to check out our friends at Circle K. You know where Circle K is. They're located all around the valley. You can get them everywhere. It is America's thirst stop. Uh, and, of course, they have a brand new free membership program called The Inner Circle. And this is not a pro wrestling uh, promo I'm doing. This has nothing to do with Chris Jericho. I am not going to sing Judas, but you can be part of the Inner Circle. Uh, join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. And here's the thing, is the Inner Circle is gonna get you 25 cents off per gallon for your first five Phillips. Right now, gas is outrageously expensive everywhere. Not only does Circle K have great prices on gas, but they're going to get you that extra 25 cents off per gallon for your first five Phillips. That alone is worth joining the inner circle as well. But you also get six free on uh, a uh, every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. We told you, don't sleep on those Circle K branded snacks. They're awesome. And right now, pizza, coffee, ice cold uh, fountain drinks, every sixth one uh, is free for you over at Circle K. So join the inner circle today uh and you also have sammy guevara has your back that's a really that's an that's a wrestling reference i'm sorry on that one but uh speaking of other things that are enjoyable that might not be considered real sports uh check out the official golf apparel partner of phnx and all city look i'm not attacking golf it's a leisure sport all right we all know it's a leisure sport and one place to get your leisure wear for a leisure sport like that is pins and aces now it's not just for golf it's for everybody you can wear these shirts these incredible polo shirts all the time uh they make amazing polos hats golf bags and even our favorite thing ever the beer sleeve uh which again not just for golf it just it goes with me anywhere i need to go uh it allows you to store seven beards in there that's the perfect amount for derek uh it is a family-owned golf and apparel business and of course we love our pins and aces gear also make sure to check out if you're a fan of golf and got very offended by the thing i just said a little while ago uh, our friends at big drive energy wherever you get your podcast uh spencer and the boys got you taken care of when it comes to golf and make sure uh, to check out pinsandaces.com and use code phnx to receive 15 percent off your first uh off your first order and you will get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com um i need to ask a question jose said that gas was almost four dollars today 393 yeah. buddy where the fuck do you live yeah i need to come get your gas uh -huh. I my paid, shit's like 4.43. I paid for like 27 yesterday. Yeah, yeah um, so we need to talk I'm about this. I'm coming to get gas wherever you're at. Yeah, for real. Because even real. Circle K has got the cheapest gas on the block is expensive right now. Mm -hmm. That's, That's just how true. gas works. They can't control that. Snack's That's, still cheap though. Yeah, yeah. It's still cheaper than wh wherever you're getting your gas. Sure. Uh, also, don't miss out again on our countdown to kickoff sale right now. All t-shirts, all hats, $24. It's all the t-shirts. Buy all the Diamondback shirts. Just buy them all. Every single one. Yep. You know that that we need to come up with a name for the for, for the snake wrapped around. Do we that. have names for the other ones? Well, he's Rattler. The other one's Rattler. The the the, one the logo, the, like our pod logo, or the one around the bats. The other uh, the, the one around the bats. The multiple bats yeah, yeah, is Rattler. Yeah, yeah, we need to. Yeah, our podcast logo doesn't have a name either. We need to get him. Yeah, because Coyote's name there is Cody. Cody the Coyote. I love him. He's a good boy. He's right there behind me. Again, another one of the shirts you can get on sale right True. now. Uh, but 
we appreciate you guys stopping by. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, in the meantime, uh, not this one. This one's USA. We don't sell this on uh, our website, but uh, we can. I, I got a closet full of our PHNX shirt. So uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore oh, well, caveman with so a K. When Marcus said he was trying to give us a, a super chat. Oh, well. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but we appreciate the, we appreciate the thought. You. It's the thought we, that counts. Yeah, we love you, Marcus, anyway, regardless of if you sent money in the super chat or not. We love you more uh, than you, you can get, money. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> what? What? Oh. Huh? Uh, to tweet to him and send him money at Sean <laughs> underscore don't, pause. Well, I mean, if you want to. Yeah, guess. whatever. He's got, don't, a, he's don't, got a wish list on Amazon. Don't send me money. No, <laughs> don't do it. Uh, My Venmo's not Sean dash to pause. I think yeah. it might just be at Sean to pause. Don't. don't God, you're not giving out your cash don't app, do are you? That. What is going on, Sean? Cash at me uh, at Sean DePause. No, Don't do that. Uh, our producer, of course, is the maniac behind the Mac. It's Damon. Uh, we are Damon's dogs. Roar, 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 roar. Uh, and he is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. At Sean Twitter. DePause. My memo is definitely not at Sean DePause. You were just double checking? No, I mean, sure I just... I, the right one, honestly, fucking I didn't criminal? want anybody to... to, to if they were, since it became like a thing, You're I didn't a want monster. I, but, but imagine I would have been a bigger monster if someone Venmoed at Sean Dash to pause <laughs> and they, they sent them money. Because then not only else, am I a piece of shit, but I don't even get the benefit else. of it. Oh, yeah, I just no. got to make sure they're not sending some stranger money. Oh. Don't send me money either. To be clear, do not send me money. Do not send me money. Definitely don't. I don't, don't do I, no. I, I want this want to be to very clear because I don't want this to be like a thing now. We're like, oh, Sean was asked. Do not send me money. I do not want you to send any money. I will send it back. I promise you. Do not send me money. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. What's your venom? I won't be. That's the same oh, one, okay. and I won't be sending it back. David, but, okay. Uh, See, he's uh, the piece of shit. Not me. I really am. Um, I'm. 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 Now, a if I send it back, but but to, if, if I send it back to you, and then you send it back, I'm not sending it back a second time. I'm not that good. He's right. Uh, I will not be singing Judas, by the way, uh, Scott. I saw you ask. That in there, but yeah, uh, maybe Venmo me and then I'll send you a cameo. Uh, <laughs> That's how natural works. Yeah, that the is. whole singing natural. You Venmo the people twenty bucks, they'll play you any song. There you go. Well, uh, we'll we'll do the same thing here if you want to talk about anything Diamondbacks related. That's what Mailbag Mondays are for. Big enough super chat. I'll it's sing. free. It's free. But uh, again, our shows at PHNX underscore Dbacks on Twitter. All roads lead to at PHNX underscore Sports, uh, and that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for your money, for your time, for your for your love, uh, <laughs> and we uh, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, and you know, like I said, uh, baseball is fun. Uh, Diamondbacks are fun. Baseball is fun. But remember, kids, uh, it's so much more fun when you play meaningful games in September. Let's go. Ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.